This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Woodward here, along with Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And Dave, it is, as people are, well, as we're recording this, we're almost, what, 48 hours away from draft day? Well, just over 48 hours. It's basically three hours from Wednesday. Um, is when we it's are recording quickly approaching this. my bedtime. People will be watching this pretty much 48 hours away, if not a little before, from the NBA draft. I have to correct myself because off camera I said NFL draft. Yeah, way um, off there. This one actually matters. NFL draft this Thursday. Before I say what we're going to talk about with the draft, 5.30 Central Time. We are going to be live. Twitch.tv, Most Valuable Podcast. The whole draft. I want to do the whole draft. But Is just it 5.30 Central Time? Yeah, that's what Sean said. Okay. Sean said 5.30. Because okay. he said draft started at 6. Because okay. it's 7 Eastern. You can step uh-huh. check me, Dave. I'm going to step it's check. It's 5.30 Central Time because the draft starts at 6. That's what Sean sent us. But we are going to be live <laughs> on Twitch.tv. Right. Backslash Most Valuable Podcast. We are going to be streaming probably the entire first round. Um I'd love to do both rounds, but I just don't we'll think see. we'll be we'll there see all night. Wise. Um, because I remember you and I were at VidCon last year. We were watching the second round at yep. Red Robin. We were. Um, that's, but that was like seven o'clock. Watching out there. Sean like, record, geez. it was the funniest thing. Exactly, yeah, watching him on the live stream <laughs> yes. from his house. But we'll be doing that. Had to pump that also. Patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Many of the stuff that we're talking about now, we kind of talked about in the Discord. Um, you can do that if you're at the bronze level, as low as a dollar. You can join our Discord chat, chat with patrons, chat with MVP crew. Um, you can also get the MVP podcast a month early. And then you can go all the way up to our gold tier, which is $10. You can join a podcast of your choice and talk about what you would like to talk about. But Dave... We've got some draft topics going on today. We're going to talk about our team, the team that we've got some skin in the game with, bullsh, yep. and what they should do, not just in the draft, but offseason as well after the draft happens. Um, then we're going to take a look at Jarrett Culver and Darius Garland. Sean and I last week were like, hey, could, Gar- or could Culver go to the Lakers? Well, the Lakers traded the pick for Anthony Davis, so who's going to trade up for either one of these two guys? Then we're going to take a look at just what trades we could see on draft night. That doesn't mean top 10. That he means out of the top 10, even if it's some second rounders or outside of the lottery. But let's dive into our team. I'm going to do it again. Da bullsh. Because there's some rumors. We're going to start with the draft. Yep. Then after the draft, kind of go into free agency because that's the order in which they come. But earlier, there were rumors kind of speculating that the Bulls are one of three teams with the Celtics and T-Wolves that are interested in Darius Garland because there's not a for sure that Garland's going to go four, especially if the Hawks trade with the Pelicans, which it looks like they may send the 8 and the 10 to New Orleans for the fourth eight, overall 10, 34, pick. I think, was the rumor that had been floating most eight, recently. Eight, 10, By the way, comment section who kept saying, that's too much, that'll never happen. That's what you offered? Unfortunately, that's exactly what the discussion Appar- is right now. Apparently, 8 and 10, what I offered was too much yeah. to some people. Yeah. Um, but it looks like that'll happen. They're gonna. The Hawks have been linked to Jarrett Culver, but the Bulls, there was another thing. According to the Sun-Times, the Bulls' interest in Darius Garland is more of a smokescreen than reality 
the front office is zeroing in on DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Sekou Demboya. So, Dave, the thing I will ask you, knowing that those are the guys the Bulls are targeting in on, knowing in your head kind of how you feel the top six picks are going to go in front of us, yeah, who's the best person for the Bulls to take? Or I should say this, who would be the best person to be available for the Bulls to take at number seven on Thursday? So it's tough because I I understand the reason to go with each one of these guys. Like, mm-hmm. Seku, you have a prospect who is raw, who's got potential as being a 3-4 kind of tweener. Um, not extremely long, but good physicals, good shot, and he's got you know the ability to grow defensively still. Interesting, but fit with the Bulls. I'm not sure with that Lowry, Wendell at the 4-5, you know, where does he mm-hmm. really fit in? And then I go to Cam, the underperformer at college, the high school superstar, though. Like, is there still gold to dig if we just keep panning, <laughs> panning that river? We're we gonna get gold eventually. Uh-huh. Um, or you go for one of the best players in this year in college, in Hunter. And I like the under Hunter, but I just don't know how much better he's going to get. And if if what we're seeing out of him is his top end, I'm taking a shot at someone like Cam. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna take a risk because i feel like in the last couple of years we've played it uh, pretty well like Mm -hmm. wendell carter was like the the can't miss guy of last year's draft in my mind he was the like nothing he does is amazing but he's got all the tools and i think that he'll develop really well the year before was lowry we obviously did the the trade for lowry but at the same time it was he's a seven footer who can shoot threes i mean like how much is there to hate on that so I, I feel like this is the time to take a chance because hopefully with this core, we're not picking seven again anytime soon. And just to, because Sean and I did the same thing, looking back at last year, you had in our final, at that time was the 6.0, you had Wendell at nine to the Knicks because mm-hmm. you had a Utah trade with the Bulls. Um, I had totally Wendell... Happened. Technically, I had it right. I had Wendell at seven to the Bulls, but the Bulls made a trade with the Grizzlies, so he went to the Grizzlies at seven instead of Chicago. And then Sean had Wendell at nine to the Knicks, so the We Agree podcast was right on. Um, So he was a top ten guy. I was shocked when the Bulls took him because I didn't think he'd be on our radar. Um, But the big question for me that affects the Bulls is what's going to happen with that Cavs pick? Yep. Because the way I kind of see it is the top three in no particular order, Zion, Ja, RJ, is going to be our top three. At four, if that Hawks trade goes through, it looks like four could either be Garland. It's just Hunter. It could be. It's literally. At four? I'm sorry, not Hunter. Um, Culver? Culver. So yeah. Culver. Then at five, it depends. Does a team trade up for Garland? Do the Cavs take, just take the, Garland? Do the Cavs take DeAndre Hunter? Because that's another person that they've been linked to, like in the draft. Yeah. I think the Bulls are because then the Suns right after that are yeah the, the Suns, Suns are right after that Colby White pretty much they would take Colby White. Yep. Then if on the Bulls, I would sit. I would go Cam Reddish, but yeah. I wouldn't be upset if we went Seku because. I kind of feel like the Bulls are going to go Seku Demboya only because, <laughs> like, you look at, first off, like, two years ago, we take Markkinen, who, yep. yes, he played at Arizona, yep. but he's a non-U.S. born player, a Finnish player. Hence the finisher. One of the coolest yeah. names in basketball. Th- then you take last year where I know we got Wendell with yep. the seventh pick, but then look at later on. We got Hutch. a wing who athletic and like you said with Seku 
athletic. And if we're already thinking, hey, man, Hutch can't really shoot. We don't really, like, I've seen things on Twitter <laughs> where it's like, man, yeah. Hutch been working out, but can he shoot the rock? Has he been working on his yeah, shot? Yeah, that's literally all that matters. <laughs> when you're as old as he is, come on. Because he looks ripped. He, like, the, the tweet I saw is like, man, he's on that Lowry diet yep. um, out there. I could see the Bulls going, hey, let's go to that athletic side again. Let's take that dive into Seiko. It's not like Cam's not athletic. No, and that's the thing. I would go. He's Cam, got the body. I would go Cam Reddish because I have been. Three. I have been on the button with it mm-hmm. of, and that's the wrong way to say it. I have been on the side, I should say, yeah. of I don't care what Cam did last year. A part of it was when you're playing with RJ and Zion, somebody's numbers has got to go down. And yep. somebody's not going to be in their ideal situation. That was Cam Reddish. Well, with the Bulls, I feel like if he's put on the right kind of squad with the second team, because no way he's going to be starting. Yeah. We've got Automatic. We've got um, Zach out there. But if he's out there with the right second team, mm-hmm. he could be our leader. And it's like, hey, you know what, Cam? You kind of run the second team for us, depending on who our point yeah. guard is and what we do in free agency. Yeah. But it's like he could be one of the top guys – on our second team, and then maybe in the future, maybe we move Otto in the future, maybe we just let him go, then he develops into our starting three Mm -hmm. in the starting lineup. Also, it gives us some flexibility if we want to go with some interesting lineups, you know, utilizing Zach at the point guard and rolling Mm -hmm. wing heavy, you can kind of slide Cam in there at the two, roll Otto at the three, Mm -hmm. you know, have have that extra wing lineup. I think that I don't know about running the second unit or anything like that mm-hmm. because I. He's well, because we get young. Pat Bev, Pat Bev's going to run the second unit, no, right? Pat Bev's going to run the starters. Chris <laughs> Dunn will run the second unit. What are you I don't know. About? Jake in the Discord when he said Cam and Pat Bev running that uh, on the two unit, I was like, oh, you know what? That like that to me is like, yeah, I know I want Pat Bev out there if they've got like a point guard that needs to be guarded, like a Steph Curry. Yeah, but like. I could those two together, like hey, Papev's defense makes it to where, like Cam and Papev together defensively, would be a nice one-two punch. I understand. Um, and I'm Chris just saying. Dunn's no slack defensively either, exactly. but he's no Papev. Just can't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> Papev's not a great shooter, but he's better than mm-hmm. Chris Dunn is. Um, Do you think it's a sure thing we get Papev? Feels like it. <laughs> feels like we're going to find a way to fuck it up, though. <laughs> Dave's like, because we always do. No one wants to come and play Seriously. Like, as much as he's like, Chicago's in my blood and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, but getting back to yeah. Cam Reddish's fit on this mm-hmm. team, I think it's probably the best possible outcome from those three guys. Because if we go ahead and get uh, DeAndre, he can come in and he's basically a similar version of what we have in Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. He might have, you know, he's got slightly higher upside, but he's also only a couple years younger. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even like a big dip. You know, yeah. he's he's already just a couple years away from there. He's closer to his prime. And I know we're arguing about, like, whatever, because our Basically core is semantics. so young. Well, our core is so young, mm-hmm. and you need some veterans in there to help round out that roster. And, you know, we did that last year with Hutch coming in as an older player at the end of the draft. And I don't know that I want to go for another older guy when we can go ahead and get, you know, Cam, who is mm-hmm. super young, or Seku, who's even younger. Yeah. Um. And kind of play with that timeline a little. I know we talked about this team could be in the playoffs next year because the East is such a cluster right now. And it's mm-hmm. just like no one knows what's going to happen. The NBA right now is on fire, basically. Yeah. There's just names being tossed out everywhere. No one wants to stay home. It's insane. <laughs> the amount of, you know, it's F5 season, boys. Like that's mm-hmm. all I'm doing all day is checking Twitter, checking Reddit for those updates. But that's why I'm like, you don't give up on a chance at mm-hmm. getting someone with as much upside 
as Cam Radish or Seiko Demboya for someone who, yes, we know what he can do. He's a good player. He's a good defender. I wouldn't be like, I'm not going to be mad at them. I'm just disappointed, you know, if they yeah. went for the safe pick. Well, and here's Because that's the thing is he is a safe pick. Here's the question I want to ask. And yes, DeAndre Hunter would be the safe pick. I'd rather have Seku Swing or Cam fences, Reddish. Man. This, this class, who knows? Well, it's it's kind of like the saying that, so earlier I saw Bull Scripted um, quoted a tweet that was talking about Nasir Little of like, what if he ended up with the Bulls? Like, let's say know. let's say the Bulls make a trade with the T with the um, Thunder twenty one to get an extra pick for say, and Nasir yeah. Little's there. Wow, um, if he was still there at twenty one. I'd be shocked. Basically, it was a thing of like, well, you know what? Like, you can't hit home runs by just hitting singles. Like, mm-hmm. you got to take chances. You got to swing for the fences sometime. And that's what I almost feel like. Go with Cam or go with Seku because, like you said, Seku's really young, and you'd have to develop him. Yep. Cam Reddish has every single like everybody is negative on Cam Reddish. Um, in like the I'm talking like non-executives like yeah. us. It's basically like bash on Cam Reddish season in the comment sections and on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, he had a bad season like this and that. Where I'm hoping he bounced back. DeAndre Hunter would be like, hey, we're just gonna go with that. Like you said. Safe pick. Yeah, he produced in college. He got better in mm-hmm. college. He's a good defender. He's a good shooter. Does anything he do? Does anything he does mm-hmm. take you to the next level? Is he does elite at any one skill? Anything he do? The answer is no. I mean, he it's nothing mm-hmm. stopping him from getting there in the yeah. future. And I, I, well, I just people want to put that limiter on you because you're a little older. And that's why that's the I'm only a, thing I would add, like an asterisk mm-hmm. to. I want to throw out this kind of question to you because you talked about how you need veterans on a team. And, like, let's say if we take Seku, Seku's really young, and yeah. how does that fit the timeline? Could the Bulls be looking at it this way? Hey, if especially, like, a Kawhi stays in Toronto, Katie comes over to the Knicks, because that's still possible. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Sure. Everything could change. We don't want, like, to be that team that we were when Jimmy and D-Wade and Rondo were here, that we make the eighth seed just get bounced by the Bucks. Could they, the Bulls, be looking, hey, if we can shop an auto, even if we shop a Zach, mm-hmm. get this team young. Like even if we go with Seku, we're already Se- incredibly that's young. What I'm saying. Go with Seku, then next year's draft is highly guard heavy, especially point guard heavy. Yep. Next year's draft after that is the high school draft, and then by that time, Zach, or by that time, uh, Markinen is the veteran, and that's the goal, that marketing would turn into the veteran, kind of like with the Warriors, how Steph and Clay and Draymond grew with that team and turned into their veterans. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the ideal situation. Uh, I don't know what your counterpoint is, but yes, well, that's, mean, that, that is exactly compar- what they could do. Compared to like, hey, <laughs> let's go with a DeAndre Hunter, the safe side. DeAndre Hunter, who's an older older college prospect, so that we can try to make a run now with Zach Pick and Otto. Pick up Pat Beverly. Sounds exactly like what yeah. we're going to do. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That just sounds like the Bulls. <laughs> why Why not collect the playoff paychecks? Mm-hmm. That's a Reinsdorf move. Yeah. Get, get a couple home games. Give me the money. Yeah. Get, the, get Show those, me get those butts money. in the seats. Um, but would you be mad if the Bulls traded Zach, traded Otto, went younger to maybe focus on those next two drafts. Neither one of those guys is really that old ones. in the first place, is my thought. Like, well, Otto's turning 26, When I, when I say 25. younger, I mean, like, 18, 19. Right, like I understand. Cam Seku. But, like, you're trading, you know, one guy in Otto who, yeah, we know his contract's laughable, mm-hmm. but, like, he's a good player. 
and Zach Levine, who just put up what twenty five and five mm-hmm. and four or twenty five four and four, yeah, somewhere in that range. Like, no, is I, I don't know what kind of value we're going to get back for them because of their current contract states. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that we're going to get equal value for their talent level because of their contracts. So trading them off right now probably not going to be super mm-hmm. valuable. I think we just roll with this team, see if we get a healthy season, and go to the playoffs. And Zach, his contract is kind of reminds me of a hockey contract because it's a flat one mm-hmm. um, where it's 19 and a half this year, next year, and in 2021. Whereas Otto, he's going to make about 27 mil this season. And then if he takes his player out, he's making almost 28 and a half. Um, in 2020. That's pretty good. I don't know if he's going to do the Al Horford move and say, hey. I'd rather I'll, just leave. <laughs> I'll decline that and I will take a cheaper one. Or the Harrison Barnes of like, hey, I will uh, decline this and try to go somewhere else because anything is possible. Al Horford also leaving. Oh, is like. he? Yeah. I, thought, I thought the last thing we heard was that he was going to do the Tom Brady thing and take a cheaper one. Looking like Man. that cheaper one is elsewhere. So everything is burning in Boston. Yeah, is what that's you're telling. That's me. literally what I wrote in Discord. <laughs> okay. Is Boston is on fire. Well, the thing is, I've been recording two podcasts before this. Gotta so stick up on Discord. This. Yeah, Celtics still believe Horford may have okay. you know a chance, but mm-hmm. mm. what about free agency? So let's say in the draft, we've got Hunter, Seku, and Cam are the guys we're looking at. What's your target free agency? Because for me, I'm like. Once I heard the rumor of, like, Pat Bev coming out saying nice things about Chicago, yep. like, hey, he's, like, a Chicago kid, Dave, I'm getting giddy. Like, if we don't get Pat Bev, I think I'm setting myself up for failure. Really? To where it's like... I mean, that's that's what's putting you over the top right now is Pat I mean, Bev. what other free agent do you think that we're going to be, A, in the running for, and B, could actually sign this free agency? I mean, you didn't bring up, you know, Lord and Savior and Derrick Rose. I'm a little shocked that, you know, as Chicago Homer, as hard as you are, that you're just not, like, drooling over that potential. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, outside of that, you know, we've taken swings at guys. We did the Jabari Parker thing. It didn't go wrong. It didn't go well. It just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, honestly, at the end of the day, we ended up with Otto we Porter. Got, yeah, so, exactly. like, worked out Win-win okay in us. my mind. Um, Jabari got paid for one year. Everything worked out well. Outside of that, though, like, we're not going to – all the top ones. So, KD, mm-hmm. no. Uh, Horford, not wrong. Not the right timeline. Harrison Barnes, don't need him. You know, like, Gasol, he's not going anywhere. So, all the older guys, I'm just ruling out right away. If there's a chance to take a stab at some of the younger players, you know, you were talking about – can we try to steal away Malcolm Brogdon? It seems unlikely that he's going to leave because now there's rumors of Milwaukee trading away some con- some mm-hmm. bad contracts or trying to get some bad contracts off so they can afford Chris Mid and Malcolm Brogdon yeah. and potentially even Brooke Lopez to all mm-hmm. return next year, which would be amazing for them. So you're kind of looking at that second tier of players at that point, and I don't know if I want to spend... You know, there's not any anyone amazing who really wows me who's like, that's the guy, that's our key to picking up. You know, if we got... A couple pieces, sure, but like it, we're in such a weird state where it's like we don't need to get anyone long term because long term, I don't know what this team's going to be. Short term, mm-hmm. we could, you know, try throwing some money at like Jeremy Lamb because we have had zero luck with shooting guards outside of Zach Levine. Like mm-hmm. we've been trying to bring up guys off the G League for years now. None of them have talent. Yeah. Um, it, it's unfortunate. They're just not good enough to play at the NBA level. Mm-hmm. They don't have the full skill set. So if we get someone like Jeremy Lamb, to steal away from Charlotte, that could be intriguing. That could help fill out that mm-hmm. roster a little bit deeper. I would totally dig that. But 
there's not a ton of names that really intrigue me. Like you're getting excited about a 31 year old Patrick Beverly, and I'm like, what's that do for you? Otherwise, that's, other than you're excited, he's from that, Chicago. That's where we're at in Chicago, Dave. Where the point guards are basically, I don't, I don't think we'll go for Darius Garland because of like I said, like sometimes things. That's a smokescreen. Plus, I've been on the side of I kind of don't want Garland because if I want my point guard, I want if we're gonna go rookie point guard, mm-hmm. I'll wait. And take one next year. Agreed. Um, where I think Chris Dunn and I actually had a um, conversation with somebody that I went to high school with. Listen to the podcast. I'll give him a shout out, Jake, um, who was like different Jake. Yeah, different Jake, not Jake Neverman. Um, Jake W. Um, basically, he was like, "Well, what's the like? What's the thing with Chris Dunn? While everyone bashes him, because Chris Dunn's not bad for what he is. The only thing is, we're asking in my mind, we're asking him to be." What he's not. We're asking him to be a starting point guard when he's not. He's a second unit point guard to me. Or he's that guy where it's like, okay, we need a little bit of defense. Let's throw in Chris Dunn to help out. But Pat Bev would be a better version than that. Are you giving up on him too early is my thought. Because it's the Ricky Rubio thought. Exactly. Where it's like he's not. He was an older college player when he came into the league. Mm -hmm. And that was the thought. He struggled so hard. After the season, or even if we trade him this offseason, are we doing that? Are we giving up on him too early, much like Ricky Rubio? Yeah, I think that the T-Wolves had Rubio for—they obviously had him for more years because mm-hmm. he came in the league a little bit yeah. earlier. But and they owned him since draft day. We traded for him in the Jimmy trade. Right. I, I just think that giving up on someone like Chris Dunn at this point in his career, you know, unless he wants monumental money when his rookie deal is up, mm-hmm. I, I don't see any harm in bringing him back again at a decent contract, but— I don't know. I think people are expecting a, a little too much growth out of a guy who hasn't got as many games under his belt as his age says he should. You mm-hmm. know, had he come, had he been a freshman star and gotten to come out to the NBA at age twenty, yeah, by twenty five we, we should see something. But mm-hmm. like because his rookie year was so limited because of Thibs and like the role that he was given as here's your four minutes of bench time, yeah, make good use of it or else, mm-hmm. like that basically one year down the hole. Then he got injured. Then, you know, we had like that. We basically had like one small window of him with a solid set of games. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even have the full core roster with him. So, like, yeah. I think that he deserves this year as like a see what you can do as a like you are now no longer, you have no more excuses. Yeah. Th- this a is a true contract year yep. for Chris Dunn. Absolutely. So, I'm not, I'm not done with him quite yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know who I would think who? pickup wise? Dragon Bender. Really? Why not? Like, there's no way that he's going to cost a lot of money. Mm. He's a seven-footer who can shoot threes. Hmm. Why not just bring him off the bench as a Lowry backup? He can't be expensive. I mean, to me, I was going to ask, do we target a big in free agency? Because technically, Rolo is off the books right now. Unless we try to get him in free agency again, which I haven't heard anything um, about us doing that. I mean, Dragon Bender wouldn't be the worst because, I mean, we know... That Markkinen is our four. Yep. We know that Wendell's going to be the five. Yep. And Markkinen um, can play the five. We know mm-hmm. that as well. So we've got switchability there. Here's a question I want to ask you, though. Yep. This was the big I was going to throw out, only because I just, by typing in Bulls Free Agency, this came up on uh, Pippin Ain't Easy of the Fan Sided <laughs> Network. Yeah. And I just want to ask you your thoughts. Sure. To Marcus Cousins. No. To me, I am also a no. The only reason I'm a no is because Jim Boylan's our head coach. Yeah. And I don't see Boylan and DeMarcus Cousins getting along. No. Remember Sacramento? 
That's the DeMarcus we would get with Jim Boylan. He's uh, to, to cross sports references here. He's not a Shiano man. Yeah, you know he's not he's not one to fall in line. Uh, and <laughs> he's the not drill, a Gruden grinder. He's not a Gruden grinder. He's he's not one who's going to take the a Boylan bro. <laughs> a, the the intense requirements from Jim Boylan's practice regiment um, might not mesh well with Demarcus Cousins. Now, Steve don't get me wrong. Kerr a little bit a little bit laid back. What was that gesture over a there? Bit, a little bit laid back. Oh, you know what it is. You watch Game of Zones. I'm not shocked about it at all, Ricky. I deny all of that. No, um, no. I mean, it's just look. Boogie works hard as hell. No mm-hmm. one's going to deny him. Like the fact that he made his way back from uh, an injury and. To get injured again, mm. to then make his way back in an even shorter amount of time, incredible to play in the finals. Like that dude's got work ethic. I love his attitude, but his personality is sometimes too loud for the mm-hmm. environment. And I fear, like you said, Plus that, that matching with the coach and the timeline doesn't, doesn't match. He doesn't work with that kind of coach that's like, hey, I'm going to ride your back and kind of, he not that like, I'm going to motivate you yeah. by yelling at you almost. Yep. Um, that's not Boogie. Boogie don't roll like that. Um, so that's why I saw that and I was like, who? Like, would I love Boogie on the Bulls? Yeah. But I just don't think there is a way to get him on the Bulls. Dragon Bender, I mentioned with you, would be interesting. That would go maybe double up on the four. Do you see us doubling up on a five, though, instead? Instead of like Bender. Bender going, could be a five. He's, okay. seven, he's a seven footer. Okay, I mean, it's true. Just, he he's a four or a five. He's he's incredibly mm-hmm. timid on the offensive end, mm-hmm. defensive end. He's still like the dude's twenty one. He's yeah. still raw. He's still younger than like mm-hmm. Chris Dunn was when he got drafted. Like mm-hmm. I just think that people give up on talent too early. I still love Mario Hazonia. I love yeah. Euro players, so that's a me knock. <laughs> like Mario Hazonia's point guard was fucking <sighs> killing it in New York last year to end the season. I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, but no, I think that Bender like. He's still got some time Who to grow. Who was it that I compared to Hazonia that you got mad at? Luca. Oh, that was right. It was Luca. I wanted to <laughs> strangle you. You're sitting next to me and I'm like, you know, this Luca guy sounds a lot like that Mario Hazonia hype, right? And I was like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to fucking kill you. Hazonia had tons of, because I remember that was the draft where it was just, this was before Sean yeah. was a part of the MVP crew. Yeah. And the basketball draft was Brandon and I. And I remember the huge hype for Mario Hazonia. He had highlight reels like nobody else. <laughs> that man could bounce. Uh-huh. Luca can't bounce at all. I don't know if you've no. seen that. No. But yeah. Luca, but what Luca's Euro good. guys are not all the same, Ricky, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, hey, the whole Luca thing, I'll be honest, was just to have – part of it was also a different take than you and Sean. Um, but I didn't Being think – Being right is fun I too. I didn't think that Luca would be as good as he was because um, I've always had the – kind of knock uh, that stereotype yep. um, when it came to Euro players. Is there anybody else free agency that you think we need to mention when it comes to the Bulls? I mean, there's going to be a ton of names out there, and I think we're going to end up scraping closer to the bottom of the barrel than the top of the barrel mm-hmm. kind of guys. It's Chicago. We don't get a lot of the best players coming in, like the big names, I should say. Not the best players, because mm-hmm. the people who do come here are awesome. But we don't get a lot of big names. So I would say lower the expectations down, and yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting offseason because it all depends on you know if we're going with a wing in the draft, we need to like you said attack a point guard mm-hmm. and attack for the four five. Mm-hmm. So we need someone who can one of those two spots. Actually, we need to fill in both those spots. Look yeah. at our current roster. And it also depends on how, like you mentioned, how long those contracts because right now our lo- our three longest contracts. Yep. Are Zach Hutch and Wendell all are up at the yeah. 2020? 
or 2022. 2022. Um, yeah, it's like next we, year we have no contracts. We've yeah. got a ton. We've got Chris Dunn. We've yeah. got basically Chris Dunn, Shaq Harrelson, um, Walt Lemon Jr. Yeah, um, Pooh. Mini Derek Rose out there. <laughs> Denzel awesome. Valentine and Blakeney all up next. All up next year. And then possibly Hutch, which won't. Marketing, which won't. Wendell, which won't. Yeah. Those are all team ops, but we're going to take those, obviously. <sighs> Probably. Yeah, no, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys out there. I could see us bringing in some some mid-level to lower-tier guys, try to offer mm-hmm. some short-term cash again, because that's the best option we've got. Is like We can overpay you for a year or two mm-hmm. and get you interested, and maybe you know you can earn that contract and a secondary contract after that, but mm-hmm. I don't see us uh, swinging for the fences here. Do you think we're a playoff team next year? Funny enough, I think we got a shot. <laughs> Dave, I'm a homer. Still, Dave's like, like, we're going to be the eighth seed, and they get bounced in the first. We'll give a, we'll give a close series. Someone will get injured, and then we'll lose. That's that's the Bulls basketball <laughs> way. Do we bring back Rondo? I would love Rondo, I but I don't think he comes it. back. No, I don't. I don't. I think, think he's I, got better options at this point in his career. Yet again, I don't think him and Boylan would get along. I think there's a possibility. I don't know. They they, could, there's a world they could. I think they could match personalities real hard. But I just see the worst. Like Rondo loves. All effort, all the time. True. He's like Jimmy, Good man. Point. He wants to grind it out in practice. Mm-hmm. Jimmy just had that Dwayne Wade like mentality yeah. at the end, which and he also him. had D Wade in That's, his ear too, yeah, um, which did not rub Rondo the right way. But this is where <laughs> you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. Last second question. Go ahead. Second round pick. Who you got him going with? Ooh, I would love Shamori. Uh, um, there's three guys I want. Shamori Paz Shimori- has interviewed us three times, two times, two. Two times we've so had him in the uh, There's three workouts. guys I yep. want for us. Yep. There's Shamori Pons, Isaiah Roby, or Carson Edwards. That's I, what I want. I'm intrigued by Carson Edwards at this mm-hmm. point in the second round. I don't want Shamori Pons necessarily mm-hmm. just because I don't know how well he'll translate. Isaiah Roby's an interesting one. Taco He's got upside. <laughs> Taco Fall at seven, people. Taco Fall at seven. Subreddits galore. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, mostly my picks are uh, based off of Rumor who mail. we've worked yep. out and the workout schedule and like Roby we've worked out twice. Actually, you know who I could see us going in the second round if he falls? Hmm. Lewis King. We worked him out twice. Yeah. Like I don't know if he falls. I mean, you said a lot of teams are getting uh, I, a lot of I, chatter on him. I like Lewis King. I know you like <laughs> Lewis King the whole year, but I, I remember there's a lot of there's, teams, there's a lot of teams that have worked him out twice. Yeah. Um and I don't I don't Maybe think someone steals him in the late one. Oh, so I just looked at Tankathon. They changed theirs completely. Yeah. Guess where they have Bowl Bowl going? 20. 21 yep. to the Thunder. That seems very low to me. They Yeah, everybody's all of a sudden Damn. terrified of him. I don't I don't understand it. I'm not got, changing my stance. I'm, I'm just, I'm low. Now I'm just curious. Like who else they've got? Oh, Darius Bates. Claxton they got in their first round now. Oh, yep. Interesting. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. And Dave, let's move on away from the Chicago chatter. It's always nice to dive into the Chicago talk because uh, we're both Bulls fans here in Chicago. Got to give the people what they want. Give them what they want. Um, but we're going to continue the draft talk going with two guys who could be taken in the top five, but two guys who could be taken with the number four pick. One of so could even be taken with the number three pick, although I think it's Allegedly. Um, But basically, Jared Culver and Darius Garland. And the question we're going to try to hammer down is, who will trade up for Jared Culver and, Jer- and 
Darius Garland. I keep wanting to call him Jarius Garland. Darius. <laughs> or as you spell Darius Garland. Darius. Um, so the bit of rumors that we have to unpack is, so with Jarrett Culver, there are a ton of teams that love him. The Hawks love him. The Suns have said to love him, but I think they're sitting more on Kobe White. And they're like, fine, we'll take him at six. The Cavs also really like um, Jarrett Culver. Seems like a great compliment. But right now, the the thing is, the Hawks seem to be really trying to push up. Where They offered a trade to the Knicks, and the Knicks said, get out of here. We're not trading the number three pick for the eight and the ten. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay. I originally had you guys doing that. Good thing I didn't have that in my mock anymore. (laughs) Um, Then it now it becomes like the four. The Pelicans are thinking maybe trading the four for the eight and the ten. And there are rumors that the Celtics, because everyone else is choosing to sign elsewhere and AD is no longer on their radar, that they want to use. The rumor from Woj was that they're going to move at least one of their picks. Well, now it's that, hey, they want to try to move up to get Darius Garland. In your mind, Dave, will Culver be a Hawk on draft night and will Garland be a Celtic? Or will there be other teams that try to trade up for either of these two? So when I'm trying to break this down, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that Pelicans have the four. So mm-hmm. if we're going for priority here, I think Jarrett Culver is the priority. I think that he has proven much, much more than Darius Garland at this point. Obviously, Garland only was able to play a handful of games this year. Uh, looks great in workouts, though. Everybody says shooting strokes. He, he's back and he's healthy. He's, he's looking good. And assuming the team medically clears him, he'll be in Summer League, which mm. I'm excited for because we'll be there. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be in Vegas Summer League. Be in Vegas Summer League. Um, point being, I think the first guy off the board is going to be Jarrett Culver at mm. the number four. So I do expect the Hawks to be moving up. I think that deal get, finds a way to get done. Their front office is so good at just knowing these are the guys we want and mm. we're going to do what it takes to get them. And if we can squeeze something else out of it, great. But when it comes time to get it done, I think they're going to have the right pieces in place, mm-hmm. whether it is 8, 10, 34. It's funny how futures. these guys that worked at Golden State, like in some wow. sense of like they are from Golden State. You've got Jerry West obviously built the whole thing in Golden State. It's yeah. kind of like they know what to do. And yeah. it's like these Clippers teams are still piecing are like their bits in... together. But yeah, the Hawks look like mm-hmm. they've got a good young core already. Yeah. So I, I think that they're going to find a way to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um the, but then once we hit Darius Garland land at five, because the Cavs have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say Colin Sexton, what he showed them at the second half of last year, was impressive enough to say, this is our guy. He's a legit stud. Let's find someone to play off ball from him. A lot of other people like, you know, what would be better than one scoring guard? Mm-hmm. Two scoring guards. Let's go get Darius Garland, because he's got a ton of upside. He's got that... You know, that Dame potential that everyone wants to have now. Mm -hmm. You want to have a guard who can go out there, take fucking 35-foot threes from anywhere on the court, you know, just dropping it in. I believe that they would be very willing to listen to offers because this is a Cavs team that is roster-wise kind of stuck in an awkward place because they've got a couple heavy contracts in Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. And then Mm -hmm. on the young side, you're really, you've got a long-term deal with Larry Nance, which I think is going to be fine. I like Larry Nance. He's he's a springy player. I liked him since he came in the league. And he's tons up of energy. Twenty twenty three. Right. So they signed him that long love. term. Mm-hmm. Um. So really, your your young core, young core mm-hmm. is Sexton, Jetty, and uh, Larry Nance. And even Jetty is he's an RFA after next season. Right. So mm-hmm. like those are your three building blocks together. You need more 
assets. You need mm-hmm. more talent. Yeah. So I think they would be very, very willing to listen to the Celtics, who they've done business with before. Mm-hmm. That's how they got Colin Sexton in town. Yeah. Go figure. The winner of the Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas trade is the Cavs for Colin Sexton. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's, all because, that's some history all right there. because Boston didn't win a title. No, they did not win a title because they imploded this they, last They literally year. imploded, and unfortunately, before that, Gordon Hayward's leg imploded. Yeah, that that really mm-hmm. like I don't want to like speak bad of them, of but that really did like throw everything out, you mm-hmm. know. But they, point being, they're they're willing to do business, and mm-hmm. they've done business in the past between the front offices. I think that Cavs have the assets, uh, are are looking for the assets that mm-hmm. the Celtics are holding on to. And the thing is, with the Cavs is apparently Gilbert has given the front office the green light to be aggressive to add first-round picks. Like yep. They want to add at least one. Um, I've seen them in discussion with the 21st for the Thunder. Um, obviously, in our mock, I had them trading with the Hornets because the Hornets want to relieve some cap space yep. with that JR contract. It's another I would, option, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics trade up. The only question I would have for that is how many of the firsts and which first would they have to give up? Would it be I mean the, for five? Would it be the outside two? Would it be the first two that the Celtics have? Like what that's a big that jump between five of? and fourteen. Mm-hmm. That's my concern. Seven. But if we're getting multiple firsts, so then the so then the Cavs would be at let's say fourteen, twenty two, and twenty six. I don't think. Yeah, I'm like they already. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that twenty six. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they got that rocket pick. I could see that. Or I could see them going for future. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they trade. Maybe they make one trade and then they can pair that one to go back another year, like go back and get a twenty twenty pick from somebody. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Cavs yeah. uh, decide that they're not going to make the deal without a twenty twenty pick maybe. coming from the Celtics. So, mm-hmm. well, coming from the Celtics or that Memphis, pick? that Celtics pool of picks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know mm-hmm. what the end goal is. Yeah. You know, after listening to the Celtics fans ooze about them having the Kings pick and how they're going to mm-hmm. get a top five pick this year turn into the number 14 pick in one of the shallowest drafts we've seen in recent history Mm -hmm. coming into the draft at least we will see long term what it turns out to be but having them hoard all those pieces hindsight is 2020 now so it it is kind of like how valuable is that memphis pick going to be next year looks pretty valuable right now but we'll Mm -hmm. see well and the thing that i'm thinking about is so when it comes to when it comes to the Jarrett culver i think we're both in I'll just say with Hawks territory. It's the Hawks. Like, the Hawks are going to get it done. The Pelicans have no reason not to make that deal because basically they got so much. And plus with the Pelicans at four, yeah. you don't need Darius Garland because you got Lonzo Ball now. Mm-hmm. You don't need Jarrett Culver because you got Drew Holiday. So what, are you going to reach for one of the threes at four? No. Get eight, get ten, get a three, get a big. Like, that's what you can do with those picks. And just get more yep. for Anthony Davis. When it comes to the Garland and the Cavs thing, though, because that's where it gets interesting for me, when I look at the Cavs, I mean, I'm on the side of, I think Colin Sexton is fine as their one. I don't think they need to dive back in, get a Darius Garland. I look at it and I go, first off, you ask the question, and they have to answer it. Ultimately, 
what's Kevin Love's deal? Yep. Are we going to trade him? Are we not? Is he part of the plan, not part of the plan? You reward him for his years of loyalty, mm-hmm. but at some point, you know, do you pay for loyalty? And I mean, he was <laughs> hurt last year. Like you had mentioned. He's hurt like, every year. How many wins would they have gotten if he played most of the games last year? Probably about 35, 36. Yeah. So they wouldn't have been where they were yep. to be in this situation. I almost look at it, though. It's like, so Nuwaba's an RFA yep. this offseason. You're trying to get rid. You're trying to use J.R. Smith to possibly get a draft pick. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and Jr.'s done. How many at draft the end picks of this do you year. want? Well, no, I'm saying like if they can't make a deal with the Celtics or don't, right? They could make a deal to get potentially extra back first. in the late one. Yeah. So two guard, I kind of look at and go, hey, if there's one available, go ahead and take them. Then I know you. You say like Jetty's a part of the future. Yep. He could be. He could not. He's young. He made some strides last year. He's only under contract for one year, so I'm not going to definitely say yes. He's a part of the future going forward in Cleveland. He talks to their fans. So I almost look at it and go, "Hey, a two and a three could be on the table." Yep. Well, if you make a deal with the Celtics, and let's say just for this year, the 2020. Is it in? Is it not? I'll leave that for the comment section to argue whether or not it should or shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But let's say they get 14 and 22. And I'm using Tankathon as a reference. At 14, at 14, 15, 16, and 17. I just was thinking about how I wanted to phrase it. I was this. like, yeah, I wanted to think about how I was going to phrase it. 15, 16, and 17, they got Romeo, Nikhil, Tyler Hero. Take your pick at a two guard. Whichever one you like there, take your pick. Then at 22, you could go with a Cam Johnson. You could go with a Thibault. If you like, let's say, how me and you have Talon Horton Tucker in some mock drafts up there. If you like a KZ Akpali, you can get him Mm -hmm. at 22. Or you can say, screw it, if Bulbul is there, if he falls that far, you can take Absolutely. him there. You can take a Luka uh, Semenek there if you want. And then at 26, go for maybe a Matisse Thibel or, or Chuma. something. Like, or a Chuma. Like, you have options there at 14, 22, and oh 26 was, to do things. That's the crazy thing. We you know we harp on, well, at least I, I've probably been on record harping about, like, the lack of depth in this class. Mm-hmm. But the fun thing is, is everybody's pretty close in talent once yeah. you get past the big three, to, big three to big five to start mm-hmm. off. There's like two tiers there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pick six through 30, mm-hmm. there's not much of a talent gap there. Yeah. There, like, there, there, there's a little here and there, but for the most part, those guys, you could put them in a box, shake them up, pull mm-hmm. one out, and you're like, well, he could be pick seven, he could be pick 27. Yeah. This like, year is truly like, scouting is insanely difficult. Mm-hmm. This year it's even harder than like most years' draft classes. Exactly. And like if I'm the Cavs, I look at that, it's like I could re I could reach for eh, not really reach at that point. The Pelicans would be a reach. The basically I could take Derry I could take DeAndre Hunter at four, at five. Yeah. And be happy because hey, it's a guy I want. And he could pan or, out to be a ten year starter for you. You could do what your front office is trying to do, be aggressive, make that like and the God offer, like mm-hmm. Godfather. What if the Celtics gave up all three for Darius Garland? Because apparently, like, what if that's the case where the the Cavs are like, "Hey, you know, I don't really like this deal," and Danny Ainge goes, "No, fuck it, I want a point guard," and lays all three of those first. In the back of my head, there. if Danny Ainge wants that guy that bad, <laughs> I am not trading him. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the rule. You don't you don't trade with Boston. 
Ain't that right, Jake? Right? Whew. Ain't that right, Jake? To like, be fair. False Tatum. <laughs> I mean, they got Tatum in the 14th. Yeah. Like, true. It's not the worst, you know, mm-hmm. deal in NBA history, but mm-hmm. it's not good either. But I mean, that is Considering something. Considering Fultz hasn't played. Yet. Yeah. That's the thing <laughs> I look games. at and I go, I think Jarrett Culver is going to be a hawk. They're going to trade up. Yeah. And I think the Celtics do make a deal because the Celtics. But they the tease. That's all the Celtics do is they tease the I picks. know. I mean, we, we joked about it in the Anthony Davis segment. Mm-hmm. It's, well, he offered three picks this year, four picks next year, but 17 picks Danny, the year after that. Danny Ainge His mother's a. house, car keys mm-hmm. to a brand new. It just, well, you can say whatever you want that they offered mm-hmm. and the other team rejected. But like at the end of the day, if you can't get it done. And that's what I'm thinking. I don't want to hear it anymore. And that's what I'm thinking where I feel like maybe Danny Ainge is maybe getting it of like, fuck. I thought these draft picks would be the asset and they turned out not to be the asset. Well, like I need like you still I can't got a lot make, of shots. That's the thing is I can't make rebuild. these picks. And that's why I feel like they need to make a move for Garland. Because Kyrie's gone. Right now all they have is Marcus Smart. I have a feeling that Boston's letting Terry walk. He ain't gonna be on the He sort of made a lot of public year. comments exactly. about his feelings. I feel like they're like, well, we're cutting that because we can't bring that back. So you really have Marcus Smart Unless you want to bring back Jonathan Gibson or Brad Wanamaker. No, I'll trade up, get Darius Garland, and run Smart and Garland at the one. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but also I think that Tatum and Jalen Brown, like your other two pieces of that Nets deal, Mm -hmm. uh, this is really their chance to shine. Like Mm -hmm. They have to step up this year. So I I almost am like, well, do you want to go with the, you know, getting supporting guys around them on young contracts so that way your whole team is young Obviously, Gordon Hayward's contract will be the only bad one you've got because mm-hmm. Horford looks like he's leaving. Kyrie looks like he's leaving. And then you've got a team, you know, with a ton of potential, ton of younger talent. Or are you all in on that? Like, we need that mm-hmm. one extra extra bit of upper-end potential in a point guard like a Darius Garland. Or would you be mm-hmm. okay taking, you know, like you said, like a Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a Cobb and Jelly, and I'd another f- piece I'd personally, like, to I would fit be around Jason that. and Jalen? Personally, I would be fine with that because, like, in my mock draft, the 7.0, yeah. I, did, I wasn't ballsy. I didn't have them make a trade like you did. Um, the only version of my, like, drafts yeah. of the draft was – and one of them, I had Garland fall to 11. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, well, fuck, the Celtics You're can't insane. pass yeah. this up. <laughs> um, so they traded up for him, and obviously that changed. But, like, any of the guys, like Brandon Clark, who I had falling to 14, they really like him. Yeah. Tyler Hero impressed him in a workout. Like, the Celtics, if you shoot enough threes and impress them, you're a pick. Everyone the gets Celtics. plus five made threes when you're playing in the Celtics gym. Or, like, even a Nasir Little. Like, the, the three guys that I had going to them, they Nasir really Little just liked. screams like Jalen Brown weaker. <laughs> like, not like weaker physically, but like but a, a weaker prospect. True. Um, I just, with me, I look at it and I go, it depends on, with the Celtics, I feel like they'll give up two. Here's what I think. Okay. Maybe... Two picks, the 14 and the 22, yep. and a future pick to move up to five. five. And then it, right there with the Clipper pick at 20, they got to feel positive that they're going to get somebody they want. Probably to me, I feel like in their best situation, Garland at five, Tyler Hero then at 20. I've got them going, uh, for whatever reason, Calvin Jelly. Like, that's that that's the guy that, I mean, to and, me, screams Celtics. And I don't know why, because I know they took... Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Williams, Time Lord, last year, late in the first round. But if Horford doesn't re-sign, that changes things. 
if Horford does not resign, that changes things, and that's why they could possibly have to say, hey, we're going to go point guard and big, and then try to get, like, because, like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are there. That's like, those dudes. are your starters. The so question is, not... who do you got out to four, then, really? Like, because you can roll Jalen. I mean, technically, mm-hmm. you know, Jalen is a 2-3. True. and I'm sorry. Jalen Brown is a 2-3, and Jason Tatum is a 3-4. So it's like, okay, well, you, you have that flexibility. Marooks looks like he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question, well, is he leaving, or are they going to pay him to stay now? Do now that they've got cap available, it looks like. So would it be... Garland at the one, Brown at the two, Hayward at the three, Tatum at the four, Robert Williams, or Robert Williams, who you drafted Daniel last Thice. year, or you're like, yeah, you, well, they'd have to re-sign him because he's an RFA, but yep. I don't feel like anyone's going to throw him a ton of money, or Baines Baines is there, or if, let's say, you take a Cobb and Jelly, or like, yeah. let's say they say, fuck it, we're going to go. They've got they've got too many options. Mm-hmm. I agree. They Maybe they should just make the trade. Maybe they go and sacrifice Nick, Nicholas Claxton, because apparently people really like Claxton now. Yep. He got invited to the... Uh, the green room. The green room, which mm-hmm. is spooky. He's 21st person invited, which uh, yeah. says something. <laughs> which we're thinking a lot of people... Uh, may start rising he's, he's gonna be that guy boards. this year he's, he's the drum robinson so? of this class you think so he goes that high three weeks ago nobody even <laughs> gives a shit about like wait claxton yeah i got him somewhere in my middle of the second round he's, a, right. he's a raw center you're right um you know he's got good upside but he's got a lot of game to grow into and now he it's like him. he's gonna be a late one now it's like he's gonna be late lottery maybe which terrifies Who me takes him will it be would it be the pelicans at 10 would it be the Pistons at 15 taking a backup center. Oh, that would be the craziest thing. Would they it did. be the Hawks at 17? Like, I feel like the lower the Hawks get. at 17 would be amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. I would pull the trigger on that. Like, as much as I want Goga Pataz Day to go to the Hawks, yeah, Tangathon has Goga 14 to the Celtics, Oof. but if they're not there at 14, I don't know how if much Clack, Goga falls. If if Clack, if Claxton's on the board and Goga's not for 17 mm-hmm. or for the Spurs at 19. I would do either one of those. They technically, just because that's what I'm reading so into. I'm reading tank, far too into this draft invite. So Tankathon, yeah, has Claxton going to the Spurs, but at 29. Oh, not yeah, at no. 19. No, this this seems like a pretty much a lock. So yeah, I'm, they've I'm got now, Kelton uh, Johnson at 19. Yeah, no, old news. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. Where's Culver going to play? Where's Garland going to play? Who trades up? For these guys, if any, because hey, what is going on with the Celtics? <laughs> they hit the panic button. Everything is like the sky is falling. People are leaving. We can't trade for the guys we want. Boston fans, let us know what you guys also are thinking down below in that comment section. But Dave, let's end the podcast with a fun segment, especially for me, um, because we are going to talk about what trades will we see on draft night. And I know we already talked about like Jerk Culver and the Celtics and the Hawks moving up. But this is where we get to get, get fun. Mm-hmm. This is where we get to throw out trades that are like, you know what? I don't know if this is going to happen. But it could. But could it happen? And how we're basically going to do it is I've got some ideas in my head of teams that are looking to move or looking to trade for things. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to throw them out to you. You answer, and then we kind of start a conversation. And then when that's over, we'll move to the next one, next one, and next one. And I'll throw you up a little softball lob here. Mm -hmm. The first one I want to throw your way, the Thunder at 21. What are your thoughts? Will we see the Thunder 
trade out of the first round and give someone the 21st overall pick in the draft? This seems highly likely in my world. The Thunder, as you had talked about during our 7.0 mock draft, which mm-hmm. you guys can check out on our YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. it's it's two hours of fun. Two hours of fun. Take that, Mike. Take that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, they're, they're, they're stuck in a cap situation where they, they need to get young, cheap talent, and the best way to do that is second-rounders or undrafted for agents. So if they can move out of that first round mm-hmm. and get something back for it, I see them... I see them swinging that route because it just adds up. They need shooters. They need uh, guys who can add some offense, which I think in this year's draft in the second round, you'll be able to find a couple of those guys. Yes, Cam Johnson at this point might feel like a little bit of a reach, Mm -hmm. um, but he's the guy who, like, if they had to take someone in the first, I could see that one going. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I'm I'm leaning, go go later, get a couple cheaper guys, non-guaranteed contracts, you know. Take care of yourself. Well, the main reason why this is coming to light, because I'll read it here. According to a report from the Athletic Shams, um, the Thunder have talked to multiple teams about trading the 21st pick in effort to reduce their massive financial burden. Um, As currently constructed, the Oklahoma City 2019-2020 payroll is at $144.5 million. With only nine players under contract, with the protected uh, projected luxury tax line at three at one thirty nine or one thirty two million, the Thunder are guaranteed to be at minimum fifteen million into the luxury tax. Ooh. Um and that's big. They don't need to take on any more big contracts. They don't need to take on a first round talent that is going to be set at a certain salary mark. So, like for me. The first thing I was thinking is, what do the Thunder want with this? Do they just basically want to throw this pick out there for two seconds and like, hey, we'll take two guys in the second because they're cheaper, and then that brings us to eleven, and then like free agency, like, and they've got some good ability to develop, you mm, know, young athletic talent too. Exactly. They got a history. With me, it's the whole thing of, are we going to try to find a trade partner? that will take some of our larger contracts, we'll take someone in return and have to give them the 21st pick because they're basically taking our contracts. And what contracts did you have in mind? Well, there's one that I threw out in our mock that, I'll be honest, I used from hoopshabit.com mm-hmm. where if they made a trade with the Bulls, taking on a Chris Dunn, a Denzel Valentine, where in this case it's, hey, Denzel Valentine is trash. Chris Dunn is not really that good I think right but home they're about. cheap how they're much cheap. cheaper than Dennis Schroeder are they Dennis Schroeder is what 15.5 15 yep let's see I just had because I'm right looking open. for considerable savings not just a little bit of savings oh, here. this would be and the whole reason I put it is so you said Schroeder's at 15 15.5 let's see Chris Dunn is at they're both ending rookie deals right now I yes believe. so he's at 5.3 mm-hmm. and Denzel's at 3.8 3.3. So, so they'd be saving about 7 8.6. million. Yeah. 8.6. So you're getting 7 million off of that. That one to me is also, they're done at the end of the year. I know that doesn't help for 1920, mm-hmm. but they're not long contracts. But the Bulls would get Dennis Schroeder and then the 21st pick. Here's an interesting one because yep. before we started recording tonight, 
the Sons have made one of these guys available. Both here's, of these guys. Here's another. Well, this oh. one only has one oh, of them. Okay. So, okay. so Hoops jumping, Habit, jumping the, gun. the next one, the Thunder would get TJ Warren, which yep. let me pull up his contract really quick. Where's Phoenix? He signed Phoenix. to a couple years. He just re-signed. He just mm-hmm. signed a contract long-term with them so, last season. So he's going to be at 10.8 this year. Yep. So a little bit more expensive. Yep. But the Suns would get Dennis Schroeder and Pat Patterson. So Pat, Pat. that 15 Pat Pat is 5.7 million dollars. So that's what 20. They're basically giving up 10 million or freeing up 10 million. Yeah. And the Suns would also get the 21st yep. overall pick. Which sounds like a high value for what mm-hmm. was rumored just moments ago. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead where they and say said that. uh Josh Jackson and TJ Warren both potentially available if anyone's interested. But and this is from uh Sittery, mm-hmm. um they would Expect the value to be nothing more than second-round picks. Suns will be selling off both at their lowest value following Warren's injury and Jackson's inconsistencies on and off the court. Majority of the prospects they visited, mm-hmm. uh, they had visit them, I'm sorry, uh, were maybe in the late second-round range, which sounds ridiculous to think about because Josh Jackson, athletic, Long slashing wing, mm-hmm. um, had some incredible performances, had some horrible performances. He's just inconsistent is the perfect word to describe this man's performance. But if there's a team to take on an inconsistent player, I know I know those guys. <laughs> inconsistent, athletic, can't yeah. shoot. That's going to be a Thunder player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other hand, Warren learned how to shoot the three ball overnight. Mm-hmm. Offensively, he's gifted. Defensively, he is awful. Um, you know, the problem with him well, comes down to... But like Sean mentioned, when yeah. I threw out my Bulls one in our mock, yeah. he said the Thunder need somebody when Russ and Paul George, if they go down, make shots. they need someone to make shots, and T.J. Warren could do that. He can. He doesn't pass well, but he no. can make shots. Well, I mean, Russ would be doing all the passing. He's got to get, like, get those tripped-up numbers up, Dave. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he's not quite a black hole of offense, but he uh-huh. is not uh, not looking to pass when the ball gets to his well, hands. Russ passes it to him. He misses. Russ rebounds. Pass it to him. He misses. Russ rebounds. That, that's getting the tripped-up numbers up. And then after a while, Russ just puts it in himself. There you go. See, the triple-doubles are the key. He has to make something to get the <laughs> though it's not like hockey where you get the, the hockey assist good point but that's working the rebounds it's true um the last one that they had i'll just say it because they had a three they had a three possible trades in their article yep i could see this happening but minus like minus one big player sure um they had thunder calves and i could see it let's say the calves can't make a deal with the celtics and end up picking at five mm-hmm I could see the Thunder getting closer to 21 saying, hey, you want this 21st pick? Uh, we can get JR off your uh, off your books and into ours because then we could basically cut them and uh, free up that cap space. Um, but the trade that Hoops Habit had laid out is the Thunder would get Kevin Love and JR Smith. The Cavs get Steven Adams, Andre Robertson, and the 21st overall pick. I don't see this happening. I just don't. I feel like the Kevin Love thing yeah. is... Yes, there's some people that are like the Cavs could move him. This is the Thunder trying to give up cap space while getting better because I know K-Love and Russ were college roommates. They're buddies. They're UCLA buddies. I just see if the Thunder are going to trade this pick, they're going to trade to the Bulls for two guys who we know are not great, but they give us cap relief. Or the third trade I would have thrown out, the Sixers. Sixers give them two of their seconds, 
They've got plenty. And the Sixers get the 21st, because there's rumors that the Sixers have promised Dylan Windler mm-hmm. and are trying to add a second first to add Cam Johnson, to have Cam Johnson That'd be and Dylan Windler. two great shooters to add to the team. I don't know that Windler's worth a first-round pick, but if they're here and that he mm-hmm. would go before their 30, what are they, 34, 34? No, what's their second round oh, pick? The They've got the back-to-back 33. picks. 33, 34? Yeah, 33, 34, yeah. The yeah. last time I heard is they promised him at 24, whether well, that's, that's true ridiculous. or not. I mean, hey, if, if it's like a Lugan Stort with the Trailblazers and they like him, they like him, they go ahead and take him. Cause what that's if ridiculous. Cause what, if they're, start... what if they're offering 33 and 34 to get 21? Maybe, maybe. But if they're not, I think he, I think he would be there at 33, 34. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's taking a risk because you think Golden State or the Bucks would take him to add some spacing out mm-hmm. there. Um, so if you have that fear, the 76 should have the ammo. Mm-hmm. I 100% would pull that trigger. Because they have the 33-34, but even the 42 and the 54 yeah. as well. They have they four so second-rounders. They can only draft and stash so many guys. Mm-hmm. So they would, they'd be a good partner to trade up with. Yeah, and that's... That's to with. me if I like if I had to put my money on it. Yep, I would say Sixers are probably going to be the ones to make this deal and try to add two picks um, in that first round because of the guys that they like. But that's just the first one that I'll have. I mentioned the Cavs, so I'll throw this out there. Yeah, I know we talked about them trading with the Celtics. Let's say they don't. They take like like a DeAndre Hunter at five. Mm-hmm. Do you see the Cavs making a deal? for a third pick somewhere, and who could be a prime J.R. Smith? J.R. Smith draft pick kind of a trade if the Cavs don't get it done with the Celtics for the extra Celtic picks to move up to five. Because, hmm. like, I had the Hornets in our mock, but I only had that because, you know, the Hornets also have some contracts that they want to try to get off the books, and they're going to have to re-sign Kemba this offseason. But that's a pretty high pick to get uh, mm-hmm. for that kind of a trade-off. Mm-hmm. I would expect someone who's perhaps in a worse situation um, looking at maybe, I mean, we just talked about OKC. They would be an interesting partner. Um, but yeah, honestly, this draft class, or the way the draft falls out this year, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that there is a fantastic partner for them later because you already have those teams in the back half of the draft like brooklyn has money they're not in trouble right now Mm -hmm. but they could be a team if they're playing with contract slots where that flexibility you know as they add Kyrie irving if they look to add another piece there and they're trying to play with contracts because again d-low for Kyrie is basically they're just straight up swapping max deals just different points um they could be interesting i don't know though because JR is 15.6 in the trade. Right. But, but then, then if they four? release him, it's about 3.8. 3.8. So rounded up to four. Yeah. Um, so it's like you don't have to pay him because it's not guaranteed. But in a trade, it's got that high kind of a value to it to where. Who's got a bad deal, though, at that back half in my mind? Because I'm like, Boston, mm-hmm. everybody's leaving on their own. You don't got to pay anybody to yeah. get out of town. Um, They're leaving willingly. Utah. Uh, Derek Favors is the only one, and like I think a lot of people in Utah like Derek Favors. It lets them play like he's a great defender in the low post. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just in the wrong era. They've got Gobert and him. Like that really shuts down low post score scoring for other teams. But how valuable is it to have that flexibility contract wise? We already know they've basically told Rubio you're not a priority for us. So maybe if they try to make that deal happen, it opens up even more space for them. 
that could be an interesting one at 23, but I think they value their draft pick pretty highly. They're pretty good in the draft. So that would be an interesting risk reward situation for them. Philly doesn't really have anything they're trying to get rid of. You said they're making two promises already, mm-hmm. and that's not even a thing. Uh, they can even account to Portland. Portland, talk about bad contracts, mm. but Lugan Stewart. So do you believe they want to move bad contracts or get the guy they potentially promised in Dort? Which think, one do you believe more heavily? Because that's the only team. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you've got Cleveland who doesn't care. Um, they're the team with J.R. Smith. They're not going to trade themselves. That'd be silly. Uh, Brooklyn, Golden State, San Antonio, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I, maybe? That, that 30th I, pick? I feel you like... You got Tony Snell's contract? I feel like Milwaukee is going to make their pick. Um, it's it's. I heard the rumor earlier. It was Snell, Urson, and there was one other player who mm. they were like, "Hey, if you want these guys, we'd love to not have to pay them." Yeah. So I think those are the three. True. Like, Milwaukee at thirty would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Utah potentially with Derek Favors and Portland. They've got a couple of guys. I'm gonna throw out a shocker, and I want to look at what his contract is before. Sure, 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 sure. I throw this out because this team has. I'll give a hint. This team has two picks. In the draft. Um, uh, You might have to send someone else their way. Yeah. And I don't know if they can make it work. There are rumblings. Rumblings. The Spurs may move on from DeMar DeRozan because of his contract. There's got to be someone who wants to play with. Or there's gotta be someone who actually wants Demar Derozan. You can't just cap dump him. I mean, could like could that be a deal? Like, would the you Spurs, just traded for Kawhi Leonard? Would a Spurs team be a team to say, "Hey, let's"? But that would be it. They'd have to use that pick in the Kawhi, like either that pick in the Kawhi deal or their own, depending on which one they want. And it's like. But that defeats the purpose of us trading for him. We yeah, got that extra Yeah, he's pick. a good player. I don't mm-hmm. think that you have to cap dump him. Mm-hmm. He's not Chris Paul bad levels of salary. He's not John Wall bad levels of salary. Good point. Good point. Um, you know, I think that he's a player who has value out there on the market. Mm-hmm. And if L.A. strikes out on free agency, mm-hmm. maybe he's a, you know, a uh, backup plan. I just, for me, then for the Cavs, I... I almost see it as a maybe a you know what if we don't maybe make it's a, a future. deal if we don't make a deal with the Celtics yep it's a thunder or bust kind of a move you if think the, you think thirty's not worth it well if okay Bucks and Thunder then yeah. if they're in like because the whole I could definitely thing, see the Bucks I'm kind of buying in on the thing of like Cleveland wants to add at least one first this year. They've got two already. You think they need three this year? Mm-hmm. I feel like they want three this year. They try to do what the mm-hmm. uh, horn, not Hornets, Hawks, the Hawks. did. Uh huh. I okay. think that's what they're because if that's if the game that plan was, to follow. If that wasn't the case, why would Dan Gilbert and the articles I've read have said yep. have given the front office the okay to be right. aggressive? Right. Why would you? Do so they're going to add Darius Garland. They're going to add someone else and someone else. Yeah, probably interesting. Probably a two, maybe three, or then a center. Well, that's the thing. If they go Garland mm-hmm. at five. Then they would go three with whatever pick they take. So They like, would go with a four or five, I would take a it. A four or five. Let's say with the Thunder, then they can go with a Luca or a Cam Johnson or even a Grant Williams. That would be interesting. And then with the— I might go younger players, so those are— uh, And then with well, the, younger, but Grant with is the Rocket pick, they yeah. could go with— Either a Cabin Jelly, a, a Bruno, 
if Nicholas Claxton's still there, that would be a good deal. Yeah. At 26. Um, or if they like uh, Chuma. I, dude, I, Chuma could be They're there. a team who a, could absolutely Dave's roll like, the dice. Dave's I like will every, mock Chuma everywhere. Every team, Chuma. I'm sorry. I fell in love Dave with this kid. Dave loves his Chuma. I fell in love with the kid, and then During I watched the all of his tape from the regular season. I'm like, how haven't I heard of this man before the tournament? Mm-hmm. He's got so much skill. So much skill. Had he not gotten injured, I think he would have probably been picked to like 15. And the thing that I'm looking at now is apparently there was yep. a piece on the athletic yep. with Derek Favors. Yes. And the only, like, so the article I'm looking at doesn't say that his uh, option has been declined. Correct. It's just that there are rumblings the Lakers could have interest in Derek Favors. Interesting. So I'm like, is he not going to take his option? And is going to be a free agent this offseason? Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know if he did that in that athletic article. I don't pay for the athletic because I don't pay for things like that. Um, <laughs> Another trade I will throw out there or idea of a trade mm-hmm. is does Bradley Beal get moved? Do you no. think Okay. Is Beal, there is Beal there a blockbuster deal like a Bradley Beal, a Clint Capella, one of those vet a Mike Conley, does a big veteran get moved on draft night? Because I don't see it. Maybe a Mike Conley. Conley's the only one that stands out. Bradley Beal, I think, is untouchable right now. The Unless Wizards the Celtics are still... make a mega deal, like a Woj bomb of, like, ultimate nuke promotions. But, like, they don't... I mean, unless they're including, like, Jalen Brown in that deal, I don't see the Wizards taking it. What it, They could offer Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Brown multiple firsts, could mm-hmm. get it done, but that would be insane. I, I don't... I don't think i have an interest in that i think the wizards still are trying to figure mm-hmm. out the front office situation with the whole like we totally didn't make an offer to messiah yeah. ujiri i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> we would never do that mm-hmm. he's definitely under contract still yeah no tampering no mm-hmm. tampering um <laughs> definitely not cool mm-hmm. i don't i don't see him getting moved but i do think that mike conley could get moved i think he's the interesting one because that is a team that is going in a different direction right now you know they've got jaron jackson jr who is uber young they're going to get John Morant at number two this year. Mm-hmm. They could add another couple of young pieces by moving Mike Conley, which would be very interesting. Whether it is the rumors from the Suns, like you brought up earlier, with mm-hmm. Josh Jackson and TJ Warren, mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some other talent. Maybe there's some draft picks. I, I I would say he's the only big name who could get moved on draft night because everything else it seems like it's coming up like – Everybody who's gotten dealt has moved, mm-hmm. and the Lakers sound like they're opening up max cap space for someone in free agency. Yeah. Sounds like Polinka's got something going up there. <laughs> Concerns me a little, I, but we'll see what he's got. Would I love it? Absolutely. Like, yeah. the trade you had in our mock. Uh, I love Blake, Blake Griffin trade. going to the Celtics. Y'all fucking haters. I, I liked it because you had the balls to do something like that. I didn't, except yeah. for the AD one. Which, um, but yeah. that one, we all had inklings, was probably going to happen. Yep. Um, Chris Paul getting moved on trade night? Everybody hears the th- uh, the was, turbulence? Dude, I was actually throwing that out there. I actually had a conversation with um, Christian, one of the real MVPs out there. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw it your way because I want to get what you think. This has nothing to do with him getting traded, but it has to do with Chris Paul. And I want to get your take on sure. it. Because, let's see, where was it? So Christian said, I saw a tweet that he threw out, um, LMAO. All this news about how terrible the Rockets are makes me happy. Knew that shit wouldn't work out. (laughs) And I quoted it and said, can we start the narrative that CP3 isn't an ideal teammate to play with? Things got sour in L.A. before he got traded. 
Now they are getting sour in Houston. And Christian replied to that and said, I've always wondered why he didn't get the toxic label as fast as other players in the league. And then I threw out a, could it be because of his work with the players union? Um, Cause he was in all of that with the CBA and everything. He's like bizarre Garth Brooks. He's got friends in high places. Yeah. So with, I'll ask uh, you, yeah. is that the sole reason why people don't look at CP three and think of him as a toxic player? When like I, when I quoted Christian's tweet, yeah. I was just taking what you laid in front of me. Right. It got toxic when you left LA. It's getting toxic when you left Houston. Seems like both places it got kind of rocky. Yeah, that's the definition of a toxic teammate. I think right? it's just I think it's just tough to get along with. Like mm-hmm. the dude's got Unless a passion. You're a banana boat. He's got a passion for winning, and that's what you can say about all those guys on Team Banana Boat. Mm-hmm. All of them want to win more than anything else. Yeah. That was that simple. That was the one common thing they all had, and uh, they're all in on. And I think that is the thing is when he doesn't get his way, you know, we, we talked about it with Blake Griffin being the star really. And, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Paul was a supplementary or complimentary piece. Same thing in Houston. Same Harden's thing in Houston. It's Harden's team. Harden's the guy getting it done. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Paul, there were some arguments over Harden, the amount of usage Harden had. And even when Chris Paul came back, for a true the usage point guard, was I could still see, pretty fucking high. For a true point guard, I could see uh, why you might be upset with that because you think of yourself as the point guard. He, and that's the thing. <laughs> for the last decade, he's been one of the best point guards in mm-hmm. the league. And, you know, we've upheld that, but he also hadn't won shit. Yeah. So I think that he's just a tough guy to get along with in the locker room. I mm-hmm. wouldn't call him cancerous. He's not got, like, he hasn't split up a locker room as hard yeah. as we've seen from, like, Jimmy Butler, and even though I, I respect Jimmy Butler for what he did. Um, oh, you're talking the T-Wolves The one. T-Wolves okay. one. No, the Bulls one, we fucked him over enough. Like, well, that the one Bulls out. one, I, I, that's why I said D-Wade for that yeah. one. D-Wade, D-Wade, D-Wade the pushed him. That. He pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Like, the Bulls front office, Garpax did terrible things to him. Mm-hmm. I, so, no, that that's not even on him. But... I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think Chris Paul's cancer. No, mm-hmm. I, I think that, he's just rough to get along with. And due to the frustration of his own mm-hmm. injuries holding them back from winning yeah. a championship in the last two years, that's that's got to be tough. To and that's why shoulders. when I phrased it, I didn't say cancer. So that's why I'm like the ideal teammate. Yeah. Because um, I mean, the thing also, and I'll ask you, is I saw it and I laughed. Yeah. Because it's funny at this point. Where it's basically a video of him and Harden, where it's basically like, hey, remember when this happened and no one batted an eye? And it's him and Harden arguing during a timeout. Well, yeah. D'Antoni's just like, doo, 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 doo. I'm drawing on my, key, on my uh, clipboard here. And then after CP3 is done, he's like, I'm going to go see what Coach is doing and leans over. Is that basically, I'll do the, uh, the jump or the Jalen thing. Yeah. Is that nothing, something, or everything? It's nothing. <laughs> it happens every day between all level of players. Mm-hmm. You can you can get in arguments with guys on the court about anything, especially during timeout, something that just happened. There's there's a million different reasons, and it happens all the time. It's nothing. In this situation, I'm going to say it's something. Mm. It's not everything, but it's something. Because if you're not getting along, and it's James Harden has come out and said, yeah, we're not getting along. Yep. Uh, basically, I look at that and go, maybe things were boiling over and you got, it was basically the Golic and greenie thing of like things were boiling over. It got to a point, but the public never saw it. Did a nice job at keeping it in house. They chose not to see it. Maybe. And with some teams, I'll say with some teams, it's hard to keep that in house because it just comes out and just spews out. Um, 
The last one I'll ask you is uh, we'll double back to the Suns. Yes or no, or percentages, however you want to answer it, that Jackson and Warren get traded for second round picks. Do we see that? I don't think it's that low. That seems that seems way too low to sell (laughs) on them. I think they're worth more than that, even if they have underperformed or Mm -hmm. there's injury concern with uh, TJ Warren. That just seems too low. Honestly, what I'm you said second rounders, and I was like, I know, and I was that's what the tweet said. I was like, what the hell? My first thought, I'm reading second rounders. It was great because when that first uh, tweet came out, it was Mm. like, oh, they're 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 on the block, they're available for people, and people are like mocking like Mike Conley deals and this other stuff. And then like ten minutes later, it's like second rounder. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like the sky is the Suns front office like going Mm. full like what? Well, you know, James Jones, anything is. So anything's possible. I don't know. Maybe maybe our evaluation skills are off. Maybe mm-hmm. their evaluation skills are off. I think I think that they get traded. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get traded for second rounders. Okay, that seems extreme. so. You're leaning more towards that TJ Warren one we talked about earlier. What maybe the Thunder? I like that one. I think I think the Thunder are going to be big players on uh, mm-hmm. draft day or leading up to draft day. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they move that twenty first because I totally think. That one's getting done, but you guys let us know what you guys think down below about anything we talked about today, but if you're on YouTube, let us know what you think about these trades, what ones could you see happening. Also, let us know what you think about the Bulls. Let us know what you think about the Culver and Darius Garland, not Darius, not Jarius, how other names we've pronounced him, Darius Garland. Let us know what you think about those guys. Make sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Mosfile Podcast. Make sure to like us and review, or actually it's review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And the big one, come and hang out with us the night of the draft, 530. We're starting twitch.tv backslash Mosfile Podcast. Sean, Dave, myself. Going to be chilling, having a good time. We getting pizzas again like the NFL one? We might have to. Because I would really like that. Just get one of those Sicilians, one of those uh, pepperoni pizzas we like to eat here. Um, It's really a good time. But I want to thank you guys for digesting our content, however it is, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.